Good afternoon, Patriots, and it's Friday, July 15th in the year 2022. Before we begin, make sure you're taking good care of your wealth and protecting your assets the best you can. Patriots, we know the economy is in a mess, but you know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, There have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at any time fully understand. What can we say? You know who understands the real threat of inflation? It's the people who have invested in gold and silver. And that's why we have Birch Gold. They're working with you to protect your savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying your 401k and IRA into gold, physical gold. And it's not too late for you to take action now. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, Birch Gold has the experts to help you. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 and get real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text BARDS to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation info kit on protecting your savings with gold. So, Patriots, there's obviously the normal crazy of the day, but a thing that I've been increasingly concerned about, and it's starting to trickle out to be more and more true, and I'll be discussing this in other programs, but much of what we're walking into right now is yet a bigger trap. This constant cycle of fear, the back and forth that they do, the confusing of languages, all of that is designed to get people to be compliant to when they introduce this global CBDC. And it is going to be a draconian system. They're going to try to force anybody that doesn't comply into subclasses and even quarantine. So this is something increasingly that I think is happening. Be very cautious how much you celebrate on these collapse of leaders around the world. There's a lot of that noise going around. Remember the idea of the NWO, the new Nazi world order, the Fourth Reich, is that they need to get rid of leadership to consolidate leadership on a global level. Just something to keep in mind. Take a listen to this piece right here. Remember Khrushchev's prediction? This is a sobering reminder. It's almost 62 years since Russia's Khrushchev delivered this. Many of you may not remember his quote or even were alive when Mr. Khrushchev of the Soviet Union made his remarks. On September 29, 1959, here was his entire quote. Your children's children will live under communism. You Americans are so gullible. No, you won't accept communism outright but we'll keep feeding you small doses of socialism until you finally wake up and find you already you already have communism we will not have to fight you we will so weaken your economy until you will fall like overripe fruit into our hands the democracy will cease to exist when you take away from those who are willing to work and give to those who would not Ian goes on remember socialism leads to communism so how do you create a socialist state there are nine levels of control. Read the following recipe. One, health care. Control health care and you control the people. Two, poverty. 
Increasing the poverty level as high as possible, poor people are easier to control and will not fight back if you're providing everything for them. Three, debt. Increase the debt to an unsustainable level. That way you're able to increase taxes and this will produce more poverty. Four, gun control. Remove the ability to defend themselves from the government. That way you're able to create a police state. Number five is welfare. Take control of every aspect, food, housing, income, of their lives because that will make them fully dependent on the government. Education. Take control of what people read and listen to and take control of what children learn in school. Religion. Remove the belief in God from the government and schools because the people need to believe in only the government knowing what's best for the people. Class warfare. Divide the people into wealthy and the poor. Eliminate the middle class. This will cause more discontent and will be easier to tax the wealthy with the support of the poor. And number nine, control the media. Not much left for our comrade Jacinda to do. As I read through each point, I realized while I was reading just how far we have followed that road. It really is quite devastating. I leave it with you. We have followed that road a long ways down, and it's going to continue for those that don't want to hear or are, are not exposed to the truth. Our role in exposing truth has never been more important in getting people to wake up because what comes out next will be one of the biggest squeezes we've ever seen. Keep your eyes on July 22nd. I don't know if this is going to be as critical of date as it seems to be lining up. You have a train strike apparently going to start around the 18th of July. You have Russia determining whether they're going to turn on the Nord Stream gas line, gas pipeline to Europe on the 21st. And the World Bank is supposed to be resetting something on the 22nd, which they're being very obscure about. The systems that they're going to roll out are, as I've said so many times, you are not stopping these people with a vote. It's one of the things that's driving me crazy about the voices that are telling everybody to vote, vote, vote. Pay attention to what's going on. Make sure you're prepping. Make sure you are keeping up supplies, seeds, the sort of stockpiles you need so that you can adapt tools and trades and that you have an ability to function with barter and other trade outside of their system. I would expect that the cities are going to be the worst. That's generally where they have the most control and where there will be most dystopian worlds that are already in progress with a lot of very willful idiots to go along with it. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today with eyes open as the world continues to unravel with a lot of questions as to what and where things are going. So, Father, we just open our prayers today with the prayer to continue to have eyes to see and ears to hear. This world is unraveling. We're seeing so many cover-ups continue. We're seeing the cover-up of the vax. We're seeing more people die. We're seeing the repetition of the same cycles of fear and inducing more fear into the public, constantly pushing to keep division going through hatred and violence. And we're Listen, watching now the rollout of an engineered collapse of the world economy to create famine, to create panic, to create instability for the sole purpose of ultimately providing a solution in which they control the keys to all things. 
So, Father, we pray today for the strength of people to endure, to find their foot and foothold on the rock of faith, to be able to know that if we trust in you, we will get through this, and if we work together, we will overcome this. So, Father, we pray for that strength in coming together and speaking truth to power and speaking truth and honestly from the heart that no matter how difficult it is, we have to confront these things and talk through it. We also know that there are many that have no intention of wanting to believe anything other than the narratives which they have been indoctrinated with. We pray for them. We pray that there will be the shaking that will shake them from their understanding and accepted truths or or lies, rather, and they will start to embrace a greater truth that this is truly a matrix under which we are operating. Father, we also pray for those that are still seeking the idolatries of politicians, no matter who they are, to somehow save the day, or the idolatries of any sort of figure, whether it be military, whether it be financial, whether it be legal, educational, or entertainment, that we just pray that the idolatries that are out here get shattered, that people will stop putting their worship into men and women and turn their eyes towards you. These are very challenging times. It will continue to be so as we move forward. And we can fully expect that this group that's in power, that finds Lucifer at its core, is not going to relent easily. In fact, they will double down, triple down, quadruple down to protect their power at any cost. And Father, we know that in the end you will win. We also embrace the reality that we are here in this time with purpose and intent to do our mission of expanding the kingdom. So we pray for the strength of the warriors. We pray for the strength of those that are following Jesus to be able to speak boldly, to speak truths, to carry that word into the world. Father, these times right now put a lot of stress on people. And unfortunately, with stress comes a human reaction, which is, can be anxiety and fear. Forgive us for those transactions, those transgressions, because we know better. But yet we're still, again, part of us remains human and somewhat tied to this world of the matrix. And so it's our challenge now to continue through prayer and through our relationship with you to shatter that control of the matrix, to shatter all that is out here that continues to try to control us in all that we do. This world that we are in has been an inverted world. It has been a world whose narratives are completely shaped, completely formed, around the ideas that they want us to see and believe. And that's a challenge for so many, Father, because they honestly just don't believe what's right before them that comes through you and comes through the words of Jesus. Let us be reminded and emboldened by two significant phrases. Luke ten nineteen, Behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. That statement, Father, is just one that people find very difficult at times to fully embrace because they look around and they say, yes, but. There is no but when we speak to you, Father. And so forgive us for any of us that have taken that position and questioned the red letter language and what it means. Rather, we pray that people will take Luke ten nineteen, take it to prayer and ask you for the guidance and that clarity of what it means truly to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over the power of the enemy, to know what that means in each of our lives, in each of our tasks, in each of our walks. 
Equally, Lord, we pray for John 14, 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I am going to the Father. Father, these are red letter letter language again, and yet so many people just can't conceive of the fact of the words that Christ told him ourselves. He shared with us, greater works than these he will do. And yet people say that's not, they denounce it. They would step aside from it. They don't want to own accountability for what that profound statement is. So we pray for the hearts to listen and to seek what that means in truth, in prayer for each one of us to seek that amazing greatness that's put between in us and through us. That reality that there is nothing that we are limited by, only if we limit ourselves. And sadly, our world is defined around everything of limiting ourselves. The can't, you won't, you won't be able to, you can't afford it. It's too crazy of an idea. You can never be better than Christ. There is no comparison here in those. It's simply following what Christ gave us as these words. And we pray that people will embrace them. This is a profound time that we are going to need the rise of discipleship. And we pray that the many will hear that call to begin acting and walking like disciples in Christ. Living that light that's within them. To bring that into the world, not as words to testimony, but as life as testimony. To start shaping those around us by the way that we live our own lives as a demonstration to how we must continue to pursue this world. So, Father, in these times, we just pray for that strength of all, the clarity, that unity in mind that we can have to walk boldly in the body of Christ. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So much of what we are going to have to do is going to be focusing on those key aspects of Scripture that's defining the deeper part of who we are. And maybe you have other verses that you like. These two that I will continue to work with are profound to me because they give us an amazing amount of sovereignty and dominion over things. And they allow for Christ to work through us in any way that he sees fit. We're not limiting Christ. And that's one thing that we have to keep in in mind as we go forward here. I want to play this piece here. It's three minutes and 15, 14 seconds. I want you to hear this. This is, a, this is how they're going to get through this narrative and try to pass off responsibility. Listen carefully to how they structure accountability, how they weave in there, that, how they want to talk about improvements in the CDC, but how people need to trust the CDC, and how they come to a solution of what will happen, what should happen in a CDC that's actually working to rebuild trust with the people. This is all smoke and mirrors. In terms of staffing, in terms of morale, and and what are people who are leaving saying about why they're leaving? Well, a lot of them feel afraid to speak up, but in, in talking to so many of them, they say it's this sort of McCarthyism. If you say anything that could suggest that the vaccines may have more risks than we're really suggesting, or they may not be as effective as people are saying, if you don't have that same vigor by which the CDC director strongly urged every parent to get this from kids under five, they felt like, you know, you can't say anything. And there are record numbers of vaccancies right now. The Vaccine Research Center at 
at the and at the NIH, the under Fauci's department, has no leadership. Three of the senior leaders have all left in the last year. Uh, and that's a big statement that they're making. What do you think is the future of the CDC, Dr. McCary? Look, if we have to rebuild credibility in the CDC, we need people to follow our recommendations on general childhood vaccinations, hepatitis protocols, HIV. So the CDC needs to demonstrate some humility at the top. They need to apologize. They ruined many lives, ignoring natural immunity. They made a massive mistake closing schools. And so uh, some humility would go a long way instead of all the absolutism. So years from now, and, and it may be five, it may be 10, it may be even further on from that. When the real story is told about COVID vaccines, COVID boosters, masking, school closures, economic shutdown, what do you think that story is going to look like? The story, I think, should be that scientists within these agencies need to be able to talk to the public. They need to be able to talk to journalists like yourself. Right now, they are told no one is allowed to talk publicly. And if there's a print reporter that wants to interview somebody at one of these agencies, they ask the scientist at the NIH, what are you going to tell them? And then we'll decide whether or not to approve it. Doctors always have to protect our sacred liberty to speak freely whenever we think there are health concerns. That has always been true in our ancient profession. Right now it has been violated. I think that's the root of some of this problem. A big question is going to be, can we keep politics out of these decisions in the future? Two uh, of the top people at the FDA left over political interference, over booster shots. So if you look at what the scientists were saying, they were saying they were putting forth proposals to prepare for the Delta wave last fall, to get more tests, to do so many things. And we, they heard over and over again that the White House is not going to allow this to move forward. There was even a, an attempt to say, get away from mass testing and learn to live with COVID. Mm. We can't chase down every case. We don't do it with influenza, Coxsackie, pneumovirus. We can't chase down every case as if it's contained and we can isolate and quarantine people. And so they put together a plan to do sampling of cases like we do with influenza and to get better data from hospitals to know who's really in there for COVID, not just with COVID. That plan was shot down by the White House. The way that these variants are morphing, it's going to become it's already endemic. And one of these days we're going to have to admit it's just another one of those diseases. Yes. As the way in which the symptoms and consequences of the shot keep appearing, which they call the morphing. It's going to get to a place where they can't cover it up because so many people are falling apart. But they will cover it up if they can get this forced down people's throats. If people will accept that they're all always dealing with a variant, they'll not look to understand what the root cause is. We are literally living in a world right now where it's like two realities. Two completely different realities. One is theirs and one is ours. And it's stunning. I can tell you of a conversation that happened recently with some people that are very close to the Trump camp. And that conversation was literally about Ukraine and bringing the reality in that conversation to what Ukraine really was, was on par with trying to explain to people that the would be like trying to convince people that the moon was made of cheese I mean, this is, there is a true belief that there's a noble fight in Ukraine. This is another world. It's like another dimension of thought. And here we're over here looking at Ukraine and going, uh, no, that's not it. That's a money laundering spot. How do people not connect the Bidens with the money laundering, the Clintons with the money laundering out of Ukraine and think that Ukraine's a noble fight? I don't know. 
But this is the this is the bifurcation we're seeing. And we're faced with a devil that is doing everything it can. John 8, 44, you are of your father, the devil. You want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he tells a lie, he speaks from his own nature because he is a liar and the father of lies. Patriots, I'm just going to give you a quick snapshot as to how confusing our world can be. This is a great little skit piece to give you just the idea of how insane our world truly is right now. Fletcher? Well, I'm an English teacher, not a phys ed teacher, but I'll do my best. You'll do fine. Just call the kids safe or out. And keep an eye on them right there. They've been trying to steal. Who, him? No, we use the kids' preferred pronouns. He's on second. I mean them. There's only one kid there. Who's them? They are. He is? No, they is. He's on second. You mean her? Don't call me her. I'm a him. That's a he. The kid on third uses she. He uses she? No, she uses she. And you want me to keep my eye on them? Yes. But especially him. No, keep your eye on them. They've been trying to steal. Who's they? Him, her, and him? No, not him and her. Just them. Their pronoun is there. And they're right there. I'm an English teacher. I get pronouns. That's him, her, and him. No, that's them, him, and her. Excuse me, but now I identify as him. He's gender fluid. He used to be she, but now she's him. Huh? And I'd like to change my pronouns to Z, Zim, and Zer. Now Z wants you to call Zer Zim. What's a Zim? Don't call Zim a what? Now Z is offended. Look, I don't want to offend anybody. I'll call them by their names. Kids, what are your names? I'm Addison. I'm Addison. Addison. Their parents are millennials. They named them all Addison. Well, why do I have to use preferred pronouns? Because gender is a social construct and I was born this way. How can he be born that way if gender is a social construct? Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't question their identity or his or Zer's. Just follow the rules and call them they. Uh, Who makes these rules? They do. This they? No, not that they. They they. Huh? They will get you fired if you don't use the right pronoun. They will kick you off of Twitter if you question their beliefs. They cancel comedians and offend them. They get rid of professors with different points of view. But who's they? Nobody knows who they are. We just have to listen to them. I think that pretty much sums it up right there. Good luck with that. All right, Patriots, have a blessed day. I'll see you tonight for Barnes FM. Tonight, we've got Evren on. It's going to be, it was a great interview we did. You'll enjoy it very much. Look forward to bringing it to you tonight. So until then, or until the next time, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Patriots, keep your prayers up. Our nation needs a lot of prayers right now for people to wake up. We have a lot of people that are still walking around in the clouds. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, again, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace 
Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 